Okay. Um, so more moisture this year than than all of last than year. Than last year combined. That's what I've that's what I've been told. And I believe it. We've had wow. It's a lot. Yeah, I I don't know how that relates for us, but I I gotta believe we're similar. Um just so much so much rain. The ground just has no place for it now. Yeah. It's crazy. Tonight about. it looked like it was tonight it looked like it was going to straight dump on us. And uh, and then it just all skirted around us. And I don't know where it's at now, but it, it missed us and it looked ominous. Yeah. We've, we kind of have that going on this evening too. Just dark kind of hanging over the mountain there, but nothing's really happening. A little lightning and stuff, but I'm trying to not be a poopy pants about all the moisture. I feel like we're getting a late start to summer because we haven't really been able to do do like, I mean, afternoon activities are all getting rained out. So, but the moisture is good. It's, it's been a while since we've had this kind of moisture, so yeah, got to deal with it, you know. Yep, yeah, you got to just kind of take it as it comes. I think, I mean, it's pretty funny, but uh, people in Colorado in general forget that they live in Colorado, hmm. and so right now everyone is like, "Oh, if I wanted to live in the Pacific Northwest, I would," and I'm like, "Guys, it, like this this happens i don't know what you're crying about but it rains in colorado and literally every year we have to go through oh i didn't know i lived in seattle i thought i lived in denver now if it, if it weren't rainy they'd be like well if i wanted to live in phoenix i'd move to yep. phoenix right so it's gosh it's so dry and hot and there's gonna be so many fires and yeah i mean <laughs> you know it's just crazy it's crazy. So, all right, man. Well, right. how are yep. things going for you? Good. Good. Um, yeah, no, no complaints on my end. How are things going for you? Yeah, I love it. Things are going pretty well. Uh, we, let's see, we closed out. Um, I got to think about this. We closed out April financials. So through, so we closed out April financials, I think right after the last time we talked or right, right before, but, um, have I already talked about this with you? No. Oh, um, good. Then it's not duplicitous, duplicitous, duplicitous. Yeah. It's not duplicitous. That's good. (laughs) I appreciate the English majors jumping in there. Uh, no, but, um, pretty exciting. Our, our company has had four straight, uh, successful months financially and um living living on the right side and uh, it's it's been kind of interesting just as i've gotten hands around the business we've gotten uh reduced our accounts payable by a ton um i mean by over 50 percent by like 60 percent so that's been kind of good to get get things back in the right there and and so it's been it's been kind of cool, but I'm pretty excited. And last week, uh, we finally got to see some of the fruits of what we've been putting on the books um, from a cash flow standpoint. So it's kind of fun to see it all come together. That's a new thing for me to kind of have to balance, you know, hey, this is what we're saying in the books. And then this is what's actually in the checking account. Um, so to see those things kind of line up is is pretty great. That's pretty cool, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So. Um, yeah, and then life is good. We're doing baseball like four nights a week right now. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it is. But we kind of slowed down with activities. Um, we're I think we start t-ball next week and maybe soccer, some something like that. But we've got a little bit of a slowdown here this week, and and uh, 
So we're enjoying that. Nice. I don't uh, know. Um, I don't know what the mercy rule looks like in 10U baseball, but apparently tonight in the game, so Nolan didn't get to play because he's sick, but in the game that his team played, um, they were scoring all their runs on walks. So at some point, I think you got to cry uncle. Could, could you imagine the baseball dads? No. In that crap show of a, no. U10 baseball game. It's going to be great. I'm yep. going to be there next week. <laughs> I can feel it. Love it. Adding to the crap show. So. On a right. uh, work note for me, yep. um, yeah. you'll uh, you'll appreciate this. I, uh, I I believe now we've been three, almost four months without a complaint to HR at work. So that's a new record. Well, that's a well, new record. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, we're. They, uh, I was told that, and um, I was a little, I, I was, I was a little caught off guard by it, uh, mostly just because it was like, I'm a little sad to celebrate that, but I'm gonna go ahead and celebrate that. I think you need hang, to, dude. We're gonna hang our hat on that one. Yep. So, hey, we don't. We, yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> We've went four months. Yeah. Yeah. How you're, uh, you've balance to the books all uh in the positive and i just haven't got ran off so leadership sucks <laughs> leadership sucks uh hey uh, on that note um we had a guy and he has been an issue for us now since i've been there since january um and we've been dealing with some personnel issues uh, with him. And so we've been really, you know, being very cautious, overly cautious with this dude. Well, anyway, some things freed up in the last couple of weeks. And so um, he did not want to go back out to the field. He's been kind of working um, on some restrictions in the yard and in the shop. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, well, that's fine. You can take a position, you know, we'll create this position for you. Um, and we put some things in there that we thought would be non-starters, including uh, a reduction in pay by over 10%. Mm-hmm. And he took it and accepted it and actually is like super excited about it. Things right. you didn't see coming. All right. Well, so budget there. Well, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit would have saved a little bit more if. <laughs> would you uh, not have to replace that position? No, no, we wouldn't have had to replace yeah, well, it. Never mind. I'm backfired, man. It's all right. Yeah, it did. That one backfired on us. Uh, hey, in other news, I got uh, – have you ever heard of Bill Bonner? Uh, no, I don't think I have. He writes a, um, a, a daily newsletter, uh, and he actually um, – he, he runs a research firm. Let me think. Let's see. Well, it's called the Agora, but um, – he it what is the Bonner something I'll think of it here, but anyway uh, I I read his newsletter and our owner has been really big on it. Uh, he rewrote a book. It's called Uncivilizing America, and he the book originally was Win Win or Lose, mm -hmm. um, and really it's about making win win deals and not just win lose deals, right? Okay. So. Um, anyway, I, I bought a copy of it and I'm kind of excited to read it. Although he's, he kind of makes me squirm a little bit cause he's, uh, 
he can be a little bit over the top capitalist, like free <laughs> markets rule the world type of a thing. Um, you know, y'all are idiots for printing all that money. Yeah. But anyway, I got that. So I've got an extra copy if you'd like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll... Very interested. Okay. Well, we can, we might get halfway through it and go, this is really, really bad. But um, it was intriguing enough that I bought it. And I bought a second copy to give away. And uh, yeah, you're the lucky guy. Dude, yes. Sign me up. Okay. Um, We've jaw jacked a lot and we're going to get into it here in just a second. But one thing yep. along the lines of reading. So on Wednesday, as long as I don't uh, goof up and, and miss a day, I will finish my 60 day through the Bible reading. 60 and, days. Uh, we'll have accomplished. It'll actually have been 62 days, um, truthfully. But that's yeah, that's incredible. I've done the, the no. Bible app's fantastic for the fact that you can bookmark stuff and and label yep. things and go back so yep. i'll have a lot of stuff to revisit like in my norm, normal devotional time but uh 60 days through the bible dude aggressive and uh kind of cool super super aggressive that's so crazy um yep. i've done some i've done like 30 days through the gospels mm-hmm. uh and that's about as aggressive as i've gotten that was three 30 days through the gospels is three chapters a day how many chapters were you reading today? It was like 22, uh, 21, 22. 22. Yep. Yep. About an hour and 15 minutes a day is what it was taking me, what it has been. Oh, that's but, crazy. That's a commitment. But, yeah, man. It's been, it's been spectacular. Very eye opening. So a lot of discipline I, in that. I that, highly recommend on a lot of levels. Yes. And discipline oh. being one of them, right? Like I highly recommend yeah. attacking something like that, you know, um, I, it's one of those I'm, things that, that you need to do it to prove to yourself you can. And ev- anybody can. I'm serious. Anybody can do yeah. something like that. I, I agree with that. And also, I would highly recommend uh, – this is not a religious punch, but highly recommend that everyone should read the Bible through the Bible. I think you should read the Bible. Yes. The, the, the thing is, is we go to church, and you get, like, targeted portions mm-hmm. of the Bible and portions of Scripture. Pulled out of context – there's there's a difference between that and actually reading the book from front to back. It, it gets really crazy to see the story that weaves through that the entire all 66 books. Right. It's mm-hmm. it is so crazy to see how that comes into to play uh, and the and the way that, you know, the old covenant is put together, how it's carried through, how it's broken through the prophets and then how it's, you know, the new covenant comes in and then, and then carried through it. It's just, it's like mind blowing um, the story. And I don't think I ever appreciated, you know, the, the Bible itself until I read it front to back. So the, the other cool thing is, is there's little things like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I hate to read all the names, right. All the genealogy. I've heard that. And when I was a kid, that oh, was dude. like, Oh, it sucks to read this guy, begat this guy, begat this guy, begat. But if you, if but, you read the Bible and know the names, the gene- genealogies make sense. That's what's cool. Well, and, and, and so there's that piece, but uh, I was going to take it a different route. Um, when they were returning to Israel from captivity in Babylon and Persia, the genealogy is what let them know that they had land in Israel. 
that their mm. family had land in Israel. And if yeah. your name wasn't recorded, in fact, I think this happens, it's either in Nehemiah, um, let's see, it's either in Ezra or Nehemiah, that there's there are families whose names weren't recorded and they didn't get to reclaim their family's land mm. when they returned because they weren't properly recorded in the geolo- genealogy. And it just makes it so much more powerful of like, why are they recording this, these names? And why is it so important that this person, but there's also the importance of, of the line of Jesus and tracing where that started and, and yep. comes to. But even just on a more practical level, they yeah. used it because when they come came back from being held captive for hundreds of years, you know, they, yeah, yeah, they needed to know who owned what. I get what you're referring to now, and and yes, that it, um it definitely changes your perspective when you can see the bigger picture on all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, That's uh, cool. Get a Bible in your hands and read it. Fantastic. Tons of I discipline. Challenge, challenge anybody out there who wants a uh, who's hungry for a a. Uh, challenge proven to themselves that uh, they can do something that seems ridiculous the bible in 60 yep. days um, that did seem ridiculous when you first told me about it I know. uh let's talk about discipline because that actually segues pretty well into what we wanted to talk about uh and that is um oh how do i i, I can you can you frame it better so, than this i want to start i want to start this we're going to talk about <sighs> fitness in leadership and how that affects leadership. This is, but, but I want to start this with a story. And the reason why I brought this up and why I wanted to speak on this was because recently, um, in fact, this was just last week. Uh, I was, I was in town for a meeting, uh, a project and I I got a call that one, one of, uh, the people in my reporting structure are leaving. Um, you know, so kind of dealing with that and working through that. And I, I don't, I never want somebody to leave without having the opportunity to speak with them first. Um, so, you know, I was kind of planning having this conversation and, and a, a very critical conversation. Right. So before I went to went back out to the field a- after lunch, I I needed some lunch. So we went and of course, I, I went to Guadalajara and got an enormous burrito and I ate as much chips and salsa as, as I could possibly fit in my stomach <laughs> and just completely irresponsible well so then i'm driving out to the field and i'm just i'm feeling miserable like i'm i've, I've like a food baby like i've got to give birth and just want to die and just regretting what i what i did right i'm like man i've got to have this conversation and i'm just not even i feel like crap I'm not on my game. I did this to myself and, and that beat me up, you know, and, and it, it, be, it just, it was a good reminder that those choices and, and how you take care of your body has a huge effect on your ability to lead, but it's not, I mean, it, it, it can be, it can be as simple as just a stumbling block at lunch and your afternoon changes. Right. And, and that's, that's how touchy this can be. Right. Um, and if you want to lead well, and you want to do this the right way, it takes that kind of a sacrifice and that kind of a commitment, right. To understand how, how badly you need to be on top of your game all of the time in order to be able to do the job the right way. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's pretty intense. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with what you're saying though. Um, 
there's a, a much deeper part of physical fitness that plays into leadership and to your ability to lead effectively. I agree with that. Um, it, it is funny too. And so I, I was thinking about it, the other side of the, the coin, I think, uh, I think Bill Clinton had a famous um, saying that he, he always used when he was president and it was essentially everybody, if you're in a bad mood, they're, they're either hungry, thirsty, or tired. And, uh, and he could solve two of those three at any time. So he always, for every meeting, he always had snacks and, and water or something to drink um, because then it helps just keep people from getting cranky, right? Angry. And yeah, getting hangry. And he couldn't do anything about the sleep piece, right? If you didn't get right. good sleep, that's, that's part of it. But it does really go into uh, show how – or go on to show like – fitness and and your overall health has an effect on your ability to perform like you think about the athletes right the the best professional athletes and just how they take care of their bodies and their minds and and things like that and then it's funny because you look at so many leaders and uh they do like the opposite right they binge eat they you know they work through lunch they don't take time for any physical activity at all they're mm-hmm. sitting in their desk and like how many i mean honestly and maybe not so much in your and i generation but i i don't think it's too far removed to find a lot of really overweight and unhealthy um leaders or if they aren't necessarily overweight or whatever then like they die early of heart attacks from stress mm-hmm. right they're just not taking care of themselves so i i'm with you on uh, how much fitness plays into your leadership ability. Yeah. Uh, that, that actually, that's an interesting point that you bring up, uh, out, out like leaders who are unfit, physically unfit. Right. And, and, uh, there are, there are a, a large number who are very fit both mentally and physically, and they pay attention to that. And there's a lot that aren't, and you can easily see there's a difference. In that, when you look at at um, the product that they're able to produce in terms of the teams that they lead and and you know the product that that they um, come come up with, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I, I think that there's there's easy. It's very easy to see that. It's not uh, you don't have to search hard for for examples of that. No, I'm going to, I want to tell a story, but before that, I want to be really clear too. So I think there what we're talking about as far as taking care of, you don't have to be a professional athlete or a bodybuilder um, to be a great leader. That's not a prerequisite. I think the connection, this is more of like a correlation is not causation type of a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the fact is, is that the people who are willing to put some effort and some discipline into their physical health and into their well-being by eating a little bit better and by paying some attention to their body and taking care of their body are, are probably also the, the people who are willing to put a little more effort into serving their people. They're going to maybe put a little more effort into the work that they do. So yeah. it's, this, it's this not, thing, I'm sorry, dude, speak you. one thing to add to that. Cause I, I was trying to think of this before and I was losing my train of thought and kind of talking like a dork, but um, one thing that leaders fail to do a lot is build margin into their lives in terms of, allowing themselves time to fill their own cup. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, they're 
yeah, they're pushing sure. themselves out into everybody else. And then eventually, you know, they're not doing anything for themselves. And, and you know, if j- just like you said, it doesn't have to be necessarily you don't have to be a, a championship athlete um, and, and completely physically fit, but you still have to be doing what whatever it is that that fills you up and and more mentally than physically gives you that that fitness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I think it's important that we clarify, though, that it's like this is not a one for one. Just because you take care of your body doesn't make you a great leader. And you can be a great leader and not take care of your body. I do think that there is some some correlation, though, between the two. I think people who are willing to put some effort into their physical, like creating the margin and the discipline and everything Mm -hmm. to to keep some physical fitness uh, are better are typically better leaders. Yeah. Um, so I've got a funny, not funny, but I, I mean, it's, it's actually a pretty appropriate story. Um, and it was funny at the time, but when I was really young first, uh, I, I mean, really my first job, uh, early on the person that kind of brought me into their group, um, got switched out for this new guy. Uh, and this new guy came in and he was just balls to the wall. I mean, this dude was all, all on all the time. And I mean, to the point where we're like looking around, we're going, what is, what is this guy on? Right. And, uh, and he was just all about it. And he, there were stories of him, like he was in Louisiana during Katrina, his family got, he got relocated to Houston and he just like had a cot in his office. And I mean, it was like before Elon Musk made it, you know, interesting to sleep on cots in the office, like this dude was sleeping on cots in the office. Okay. And, uh, and I can't tell you how many times this would happen, but this was, he was religious about his work midday workout. So, um, the supervisor, he would, uh, go and do either Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or he would do a bike ride, a mountain bike ride. Um, or he would go and he would do some physical activity from 1130 to one every day. And sometimes it would carry to 130. Okay. What's that? That 11:30 to 1. Solid. Yeah, and I mean if you went looking for him at 11:27, the dude was leaving the building. Like he was religious about this, right? Uh but I can't tell you how many times we would have a 1:30 meeting and he would come back in uh to the meeting. He would come into the meeting and his shirt would be half untucked or he'd be like buttoning his shirt up. One day he came back with a big old swollen eye like somebody had had submitted him. In in the dojo. Face off. Yeah. I mean, dude was he was intense. Um, but it like my the point of this is not to show, you know, like this is what you gotta do, but I think there was a, a, a connection between his dedication and discipline and the way that he carried about the rest of his business, right? He was dedicated and disciplined in doing this workout every day. He, he went and did it. He was always in great shape and, uh, and he just kind of set this bar for the rest of the team as far as performance and what performance looked like. Right. And so we're all going out for lunch and, you know, eating big burritos and lots of chips and guac. And, you know, he's out there riding his, you know, uh, mountain bike or, uh, getting, you know, whipping somebody's butt. So, uh, really cool though that, so he, he ended up, we ended up working together again, uh, at, uh, at my last company. Um, and now he's CEO of a company in Canada. 
So, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. Like he's, it's not like this guy just stayed in middle management. Like this dude was a shooting star and took it over. And I, and I still, to this day, I think about the fact that like he, he was committed and disciplined to physical fitness and he ate well, never drank pop. It was always water or coffee. That was all he drank water or coffee. Um, you know, and, and he ate well, he took care of his body. He was very car. Oh my gosh. I can't speak tonight. He was very cognizant of what he put into his body. You know, it was cool. So anyway, like I think of that when, when you first said, let's talk about leadership and physical fitness, you know, this guy, uh, Eric Greger came to mind and I'm like, that's, that was kind of, and, and he set the bar for me in what I kind of wanted to do as I moved forward in my career was like, Hey, I see the benefit of physical fitness and keep taking care of my body because the more I take care of my body, the better I'll be able to perform in whatever I'm doing. Right. And that was yeah. kind of that, that bar got set by him way back, uh, you know, almost 15 years ago now. See, and that, I mean, yeah, that's, I love that story. That is a perfect example. And it's exactly what I'm talking about. And I think too, it, you know, just like you said, and you preface this story, it doesn't have to be an example of that level of extreme fitness, but that level of dedication to an activity like that, right. Or something that, you know, builds you up and, and gives you that, you know, re-energizes you, right. Whatever yeah. that might be, it doesn't have to be Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It could be whatever, but it could still have that same effect on, on you and, and your team. Right. And obviously this is something that's, that's stuck with you for, for many, many years. Right. You know, and, and yep. an example that he said that, you know, that that's strong leadership. Yep. And, and I think the other side of this coin is, uh, is more on the leadership sucks side. So we want to be able as leaders to perform. We want to be able to give our best to our people all the time to be able to, uh, answer hard questions and and solve difficult problems whenever we're presented with them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is is when stuff really pisses us off, you need an outlet. And yeah. and the fact is is that for most people, physical fitness is an outlet. Whether it's riding a bike, running, lifting weights, or whatever activity, racquetball, even just playing some basketball. Um, you know, or like getting into the gym dojo and, and busting somebody in the face. I think half the time, and we laughed about this back then, but we could tell if he'd had a rough morning or a bad morning by what he did over lunch. And if he did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu over lunch, he was pissed off. Something didn't go well in the morning, you know? And so like, we kind of tread lightly cause he just went to go kick somebody's ass really you know or like if he went and did something a little bit more benign we were like oh yeah good morning for him so you know and I, I mean I don't know if that was actually true but it was always kind of this you know internal team joke where we were like oh um but I think it's a good outlet too and I think we need that you got to have a place to to let the release valve go when I was at Sheridan College there was one of the basketball coaches there he would he was, he was a complete nut in the weight room. I mean, like this dude was, he was, he was insane, fun to watch, but he would always say he got sweat out demons and he was always in yep. there sweat out his demons. And and I think that that's exactly what you're, what you're referring to, you yep. know, there's gotta be a way to exercise that stuff and get your mind off of it and refocus. But the other thing that I wanted to, to say along these lines is I'm a huge believer that 
um, what's the saying? Work performed in darkness will always come to light. And that's mm. something that I really always have have kept in the back of my mind as motivation for, you know, doing those little things uh, like working out. Right. And, and um, you know, pe- people, um, they tend to think, well, yeah, you can get up in the morning and work out because you're a morning person. Or, I mean, it still sucks. Like it's, I, I, I would rather I'm a morning person, so I'd rather get up and drink some coffee and like read or something. Right. Like, um. I don't feel exceptionally motivated to roll out of bed and, and work no. out. Um, and and I, I just don't think anybody truthfully does. Right. But the, the fact of the matter is, is, um, you know, that, that work, you know, nobody sees it, but they will see and experience the results of it. Right. My days go much differently when they start with the workout as opposed to when they don't just yeah. like my, you know, my meetings go much better in the afternoon when I don't have a big, huge burrito, right. Like for lunch, you know, that, those, those kinds of things and the decisions that we make, um, you know, they're, they're noticed, right. People feel the effects of them, whether it's seen or yeah. not. Yeah. You're, you're spot on with that. Um, that's, that's so true. I always say the, the cream rises to the top, but it's the same impact right? the same effect. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's the same thing. So yeah, the, the, uh, the fact is I, I, the whole like, Oh, you're a morning person and you're a night person. Like, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. Do you buy this? No, I think, well, I think, I I think think anybody could be a morning person. You choose it for yourself, right? Discipline, you know, um, being a morning person is difficult if you like to stay up late. Right. Um, but, but I think if you wanted to get up early in the morning and dedicated yourself to going to bed earlier, then you would feel good in the mornings. And And, it's just, it's that much earlier. I mean, I'm like, 10 to 5 is 7 hours. That's 7 hours of sleep. Yep. That's that's a good night's sleep. Yep. Yeah, I go 9 9:30 9, or 10 to 4 and that's yeah. pretty pretty consistent for me and and it works. I like that you can be a night owl and a morning person on that schedule. In my opinion, I, mean, well, I don't know what you're doing after 10 o'clock. Now listen. Kate's going to listen to this and she's going to have something to say, so I'm just going to say it, all right? Okay. This is the one thing about when when we need to have like a, a conversation, a critical conversation or something, a lot of times by like seven, I'm starting to really – I'm toning down. I'm coasting. We're in neutral. We're not ready to have critical conversations. Now, here's the problem. Your at, mind right. At four, when I get up, have my pre-workout, hit the pumpatorium, now let's have a critical conversation she ain't she's not she in that not. space right so the there there is a little bit to the morning night thing but what it takes is i have to i have to focus in knowing that hey like this needs to happen and i've got to get my mind right for it you, you got to get yourself past 7 p.m bud like that's hey listen that's concerning. you got to get at least i'm going nine. to bed at seven just listen Josie gets mad because I try to have critical conversations at like 9:30. I understand that, okay? It's 9:30. We're trying to wind down, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. at 7 p.m., man, you got to be ready to go. Listen, JD, my mind's on fire from about four until five, and then it just starts to kind of slow. It's not AM. involuntary. From 4 a.m. From 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., your mind is on fire. P.m. 5 p.m. <laughs> 
I see how you might have thought that, though. Yeah, I just for the listeners, I just wanted to be explicit. Yeah, thanks. Okay, 4 a.m. to 5 p.m. But but and then it just kind of starts to coast as I'm able. We just coast and then and then Kate, she'll, you know, rock the boat a little bit and keep me honest. I mean. Yeah, it's not something I'm proud of, I guess, now that you say that. But uh, well, I'm getting, I'm getting I, better. And here's this the deal. Is, this is this is the thing, though. In fairness to me, okay. when I need to, I will. When I need to, when I need to be yeah. on my game, I will be. But if I don't, I'm gonna be in neutral, doing. Yeah. Now listen, no. I think it's worth just pointing out what well, we've been talking about this whole thing. So fitness is discipline. That's really what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I learned over the last few years, discipline is a muscle. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people want to talk about it being a habit. That's fine. I think it's a muscle. And what I mean by that is if you do not exercise it, it atrophies and becomes super weak and then you have no discipline. But the more you exercise it, the more you put yourself, the more you apply discipline to whatever you're doing in your life. Even if that means engaging in a conversation after 7 p.m., that requires discipline. I think fitness requires discipline. I think having critical conversations with your employees requires discipline. I think making hard decisions requires a lot of courage, also requires discipline. Like all of the things that are key to being a leader, they really coincide with this concept of discipline. And I didn't mean to make this about discipline because I know we were talking about physical fitness, but I'm I'm really seeing like that's that's what the the thread is. I agree. And yeah, that that's kind of the the real under underlying theme. When you're talking about fitness, both mental and physical, in terms of leadership, it yep. always comes back to discipline. You yep. know, I and I I always really I I resort back to a lot of I, I love Jocko Willick's stuff. Um, in terms of leadership, a lot of things have that that he said over the years have resonated with me. But discipline sure. equals freedom is a mantra that I've really a, a mantra that I have really uh, attached myself to. Um, and and it helps me it helps me power through those moments when I do want to shift into neutral, um, knowing that there's there's consequences to to a decision, right? And and in order to um in order to get the outcome that you want, you've gotta you've gotta just make yourself do hard things, you know. And and yep. I mean, hard things can be. A conversation, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's something you know we we tell our kids all the time. You can do hard things. Yeah, yeah. I like that though. Discipline equals freedom, and I think that's that's a, a tough thing for a lot of people to get their mind around um, at I, the end of the day. And so that's I, why people are like, oh, I don't want to work out. I don't want to, you know. It's like everybody's got the same amount of time. You can't look around and say, oh, that person just has more time than I do. Like, no, no they've got the same amount of time. They're just using it a little differently. Make different priorities. Yep. And I think that's, it's just a key piece of being a leader and, and like we won't shy away from the fact that leadership sucks. And there's a piece to this that like, there's some therapy for a lot of us in keeping care of our body and doing some physical activity. It, it does help you, you know, get sweat the demons out a little bit. I like that. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, discipline is freedom. I think a lot of the the highest performing people have figured that out and they figured out that the more discipline they have in their life, the more free they are. Well, yeah. And, and just to, to be clear, like to give some clear examples on what, what we mean 
by discipline equals freedom. Think about money. You know, if, if you want financial freedom, you have to be disciplined in your spending. You know, if you if you want if you, if you want to be physically fit enough to protect your family or, or play with your kids, then you need to have discipline to take care of your body, right? You know, if, yeah. and if you want if you want um, th- there is freedom in leading well well too. Um, in terms of, of being able to have a team that supports you just like you support them. Right. And sure. that, that requires discipline, you know? And, yep. and so, yeah, that's a good, that's good. All right. So, uh, the moral of this, uh, story is, uh, be physically fit. Right. Yeah. I'm messing with you. I'm yeah. messing with you. Uh, specimen. Be a specimen. specimen, just Listen. a physical specimen. And then leadership doesn't suck anymore. Listeners, uh, full disclosure, uh, neither Joel nor I are physical specimens. Mm, but speak for yourself do, there, big guy. I, okay. <laughs> okay, bud. Uh, but we do pay attention to, to our fitness, and we have yep. both experienced, similar to the bean burrito incident of last Wednesday. For sure. Uh, times when, when we have uh, fallen short because we have let our – our discipline uh, around fitness and, and uh, mental fitness slip. Yep. Leadership sucks, but I think there are things that you can do to help it suck a lot less and definitely taking care, having the discipline to take care of yourself and, uh, and keep your perform yourself, your body performing at a high level is, is one of those keys to helping leadership not suck so much. Yeah. So, and discipline sucks. Uh, discipline sucks. That's a whole nother deal. Yeah, but, I, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, leadership won't suck if you have discipline. Well, but that sucks, too. Right. Like, but that's part of the whole that's part of the whole thing that we're talking about. Right. Like leadership, you know, that's why it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. If you're not willing to commit yourself to this level. Right. If, if you don't want to, you know, realistically, a, a leader, um, if they keep themselves in, in the the physical and mental fitness of like a championship athlete, they're going to be better off in a lot of ways. They're not going to be perfect, right? But it's going—they're going to be a lot better off than the guy who, who doesn't take care of himself, right? And that—that's just the bottom line. And that sucks. It sucks to have to to, um, be concerned with that and maintain that. Yeah. If you do your job well. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. So cool. Well, that's a good one, man. Appreciate that. Yep. Uh, look forward to uh, to doing it again here soon. Yeah, buddy. All right. Talk soon, man. Love you. Yeah, love you.